The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Monday morning. I hope that you had a wonderful weekend and did not start thinking about that job you had to go to on Monday morning at 7 o'clock on Sunday night because that ruins your entire Sunday night. And so I hope that you had the opportunity and like what you do. Uh, we've got a young lady with us today. I've got a, it's, it's a great story. But first, Benny, how are you today? I don't not not look forward to coming in on Mondays. How dare you say that, Kevin? <laughs> I'm always excited to be here. Well, there are some people that really like what they do. Oh, and there are some people that... Would would rather you know like go to the dentist on Monday morning than go to work. But know. you know, that's, so those, if, those if you're in the dentist stuff. category, you need to really rethink what you're doing and either decide that you're going to be passionate about what you're doing, or go do something else. And uh, that would be my that would be my suggestion. But Benny, I got a question. I'll oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I bet there's plenty of happy dentists out there and patients as well <laughs> on Monday. So let's not exclude them completely. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Okay. I got a question for you. I know you've been with KKNW for like ever. Yeah. Be before you were at KKNW, um, did you ever drive uh, or were you ever a heavy equipment operator? Uh, I guess the biggest thing I've driven would be like a pallet jack. Uh, hey, no, hey, hey, don't laugh. <laughs> Come on now. That's heavy equipment. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, the biggest thing I've ever dr driven is a 60-foot bus. No, and no, some, no, nothing that big. <laughs> yeah, some people go, wow, that's really huge. But our guest today currently drives, let me see if I can paint the picture for you. Uh, Benny, if you were standing next to the wheel, it's twice as tall as you are. Well, I but have no comparison higher. anyways with my pallet jack answer, so it won't matter. <laughs> Anything's bigger than that. So. And it takes 20. She's got a staircase. Uh-huh. It's in front of it, and it takes 20 steps to get up to where the driver uh, sits and operates this piece. 20 of, steps. Is it one of those really, really big dump trucks that you see on t like TV and like in the coal mines and stuff like that, the really big ones? Oh, this is, this is, this is one bigger. of those huge, ah, huge things. Yes, <laughs> and and our guest is a is an operator. She drives that, um, but more importantly, she is um, she's got a podcast that we're going to talk a little bit about, just a little bit because mine is better. I'm just kidding, um, but uh, flexing flexing <laughs> on gonna, a Monday. Yeah, I tell you, I'm feeling my oats, and um, but she's also an author, and she's written the book Dream Big. And it's um, overcoming the, a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to the dream of success. She currently is a heavy equipment operator, and she does that. And 
the story behind how she got to be able to do that is really quite unique because uh, but I'm looking at her book and after each chapter of the book she has some questions for you that you can really stop and think about the answers and then write them down and it really is a kind of a blueprint to help you get through the trouble troubles and trial trialation trialations Tri the trouble tribulations <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's why she's a podcaster the, uh, the... see kevin it's what you said when you started out the show the monday you got a case of the monday mumbles so <laughs> monday you're just gonna mumbles, have to like recoup that. from that one yeah so uh kathy takaro <laughs> is with us kathy welcome to the show how are you today Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm always great, really. After spending decades of darkness, now any day is a good day. <laughs> exactly. And let's really quick, because you have become somebody of note, you've actually got a wall behind you that is full of, well, you tell us. What's it full of? Yeah, I, it's, I call it my wall of love. It is um, gifts and cards and pictures and photos um uh of from people from all around the world uh little tykes to youth to women to anybody that that i have inspired in some way shape or form and people that have sent me um gifts uh, like all the way from singapore from africa from india um and all over north america well it, i stuck them on my wall in back of me in my office so that on the days that i struggle because i still struggle there's always you know there's always good and bad um, it reminds me of why I do what I do. And I look back and when I'm kind of, you know, hurting a little bit and I'll, I'll look at my wall and I'm like, okay, that, that is my motivation for it. That is my fuel that, that adds to the fire that I have inside to say, okay, you get your butt back up and you get moving woman. <laughs> and These move, people need you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you move a lot. Uh, yeah. You fly up to the, um, um, the Canada. You also are in California and, um, it's in, but I want to talk about how you got there because oh <laughs> how you, story you in itself. it is, well, you went from at one time you were homeless and uh, using, and you were having all kinds of difficulties. And now if, did you think when you were on the streets and what was it? Five, six, seven years ago? Uh, it was 11 years ago. Actually, 11 years now. ago. Now. Yeah. And when you were on the streets 11 years ago and then you were to fast forward to today, would you have any inkling about where you would be today versus where you were then? Oh, gosh, no. Um, I had lost my my 13-year nursing career uh, due to undealt uh, decades of undealt trauma and abuse that I just refused to look at. You know how you stash that away? He says, ah, what had happened a long time ago. We won't worry about it. Everybody tells you to do that. They say, you right? Get over right. it. Just, just for, get over for, it. Don't worry about it. Forget it ever <laughs> happened. It really never right. happened to you, you know. So, I mean, and, and as a nurse, uh, I worked in uh, surgical and, and you know, trauma and medical. I was, it's very easy for me to lose myself in the problems of other people. And so all mine just kind of reared, it showed its ugly face after uh, about 20 years of me hiding, hiding it. And um, I ended up losing everything I owned. I was, I was, became a wicked alcoholic. I ended up drunk and homeless on the streets for seven. It doesn't sound like much, but I was homeless for seven days. And let me tell you, if you've never been homeless, seven days is a really, 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 really long time. It is. And on the seventh day, a man named Toothless Joe, I kid you not, 
he um, slapped me on, on the back and he goes, this is the life, you know, live it, love it. <laughs> and I, to this day, I call it a God smack because when he did that, it's as if decades of depression, it just shattered and into a billion pieces around me. And for the first time in a long time, I actually saw, I saw crystal clear um, for, uh, around me and um, I'm looking at my surroundings and I look at him and I said, what did you just say? I said, this is not my life. I said, I don't care what you think is okay, dude. But I actually stomped my foot and said, this is not my life. And although I had nothing, I mean, I had, I was literally robbed. I had no identification. I only had the clothes on my back. The one thing I did have was my mind still. um, And I made a decision and that's all I did. One decision to change my life. And had you told me to the question you asked me, had you told me, at that moment in time that there was miracles right around the corner that would change my life, that I'd be driving the biggest truck in the world. I'd have laughed you off the corner. I'm like, yeah, right. You're high, man. Like get, like, get out of my way. Right? <laughs> because I mean, here's the funny thing. The picture on the cover of my book that you're looking at, I'm standing there beside these stairs in the 14 feet tire foot tire. And I, you know, I'm grinning, but you can't see in the picture. I'm actually crying tears of joy because in that picture, I'm actually thinking of toothless Joe wondering how the hell did I go from toothless Joe drunk and homeless on the streets to standing beside this monster of a machine about to learn how to operate it that picture i hadn't even been on the truck yet it was literally my first day on site it was taken with a blackberry phone from the mind trainer <laughs> it was like oh my god how does this even happen so yeah so fast forward like if, if going back to toothless joe um standing there you'd have never convinced me that i would have been able to change my life in such a drastic way in two years um, just from going from drunk and homeless to with nothing, with nothing, not even any identification to two years later to doing that to now fast forward 10 years or 11 years from Toothless Joe, my God, traveling the world. I work with women ra- around. I'm doing conferences. I got all these speaking engagements. I've written m- my books in five languages. I got a children's book in five languages. I got a, a workbook that I've released um, six chapters to on Kindle. I mean, like there's things that are just on the go. You know, so, yeah, it just doesn't stop. Kathy, when are you going to get off your rear end and really start doing something? <laughs> I know. I'm so lazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is an amazing story. And I got to ask you, though, did you ever get in contact with Toothless Joe again? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I'd say no, but I've looked for him because the year after um, I got the job, I, uh, I rec- I realized one day I had, uh, was getting off at work and it was like 32 degrees here or that's Celsius, whatever that is in Fahrenheit, a hundred something. It was hot. And I realized, oh my God, these people don't have water because when I was on the streets, like people don't want homeless people around their businesses. So even if they try and go get water, they don't have it right. They don't have access on hot days. So what I did is I dropped everything I was doing and I ran to the store. I bought seven cases of water. I bought coolers, I bought ice. And I started driving around looking for Toothless Joe. And uh, I, I deemed it uh, Operation Hydration. So what I was doing was driving around all the, all the, like the back alleys and the homeless areas. And I put a sticker like free water on, on, my, on my Jeep. And people were literally running, lining up for, for water and ice and just like the basics. And I've been doing that. Although I was looking for Toothless Joe, I never saw him again. But I did start 
Operation Hydration. And I do that in every town or city that I go to, whether it's Dallas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, uh, down in down in Mexico, wherever I go, I, I have my, my magnet on my car doing uh, Operation Hydration now. So, and you would be surprised the amount of people that are so grateful for ice cold water on a hot day. Yeah. Oh, because they can't get that, and and they can't like, get it. Yeah, they can't like get like it, you so. said at one point, at one point you did not not even have any ID. No, like, I had nothing, nothing. For those of you that have never been homeless, um, having an ID is a really big deal because it is hard to get. If you do, think about this, if you don't have any ID, you can't walk into a place and get ID because you need ID to get ID. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you know, but oh, this, some of the horrible. It's so absolutely it, horrible. It really makes it hard to get back on your feet if you don't have any ID or any way to get ID because you can't rejoin society very well. Okay. I know that the, the audience can't see this, but you can. This yes. is my homeless picture. And and that oh the my homeless, god, I... you did not look very happy in that picture. No, no, there was no hope. Ten years later, I'm on the cover of a magazine, Blake Blakeline, hard hat, hard hat, and stilettos. There, ten years exactly, <laughs> right from that. <laughs> hard hat amazing? and stilettos. I like that. Yeah. They don't make stilettos <laughs> in my size, unfortunately. Uh, but which would be a twelve triple E challenge accepted, Kevin. <laughs> I'm on that. No kidding, right? <laughs> They're out there. Yeah, I'd break my I'd break my ankles. Um, so, so it, it it's a remarkable story, but there is something deeper that I want to get into, and that is that it's not happenstance that this happened to you. Uh, that you reached the bottom, and then you decided, uh, in one fell swoop, that that wasn't going to be acceptable for you. What steps did you take? to get from where you were at your very worst to where you are today? Oh my God. Uh, you know, I had to, um, number one, acknowledge there's a problem. And then I, what I did, I knew I couldn't get, I, I, I had too much. There were so many layers to all the trauma that I just couldn't um, access it an hour at a time, you know, going to regular therapy. I went to a, a faith-based, a Christian a place for women that they had here in Canada called Hope Mission. Yeah, the, the program for women is called Wellsprings. And you live there. It's a house for 25 women. And you live there for a year, get your own apartment, and you just you, you have counseling Monday to Friday. Um, you, we had Bible study every morning. And then we had we had to learn about boundaries, codependency, self-esteem, ang anger management, a lot of that. <laughs> anger management. <laughs> um, I had to uh, really address... I had to take a 12 week sexual assault recovery uh, course. I had to take that twice. Um, like for the listeners, like I was assaulted, uh, molested in a foster home uh, when I, up until I was four. And then when my mom came back and got me, I was uh, sexually assaulted, uh, molested by my stepfather. And then I was raped at 14. I was attacked at 15. The police were involved, but nothing ever came from that. I was drugged and raped at 18 by a photographer in Miami. At 19, I uh, came back to Quebec in, in, in Montreal and I was gang raped getting out of a cab. Oh, God. And like there's, and I had three suicide attempts. Like there's a lot of trauma. My, none of my family knew. I never spoke about it. I was really ashamed. I thought it was all my fault. Um, had nothing to do with, I, you know, I thought maybe I had the wrong clothes or, you know, maybe I instigated it, whatever, right? It, it wasn't, but I couldn't figure it out. And my, my best, my, after three suicide attempts, 
um, I realized that maybe there was more to life than, than uh, I was seeing. So I decided to become a nurse and I put all that behind. So not in dealing and focusing on my career, I thought, you know, it's fine. And like I said earlier, I had I buried all that. But then it, you can only, like I say in, in a lot of my workshops, when you have a physical wound and you're looking at it and you don't take care of it, what happens? It gets infected, right? And if you don't take care of the infection, it can become septic, it can go all over your body, you can lose your limb, right? It, it's, it's, it's serious. So internal wounds, internal trauma, it's the same. So here I am carrying around all these attacks, all the, you know, all the, like, and I, I, I was submitted to seven and a half years of uh, domestic violence while I was a nurse. So I was in and out of women's shelters. I was strangled three times to the point of losing consciousness. I lived with a shovel on my deck as a reminder of what I was going to be buried with. Um, I, like, I, I was stalked. I had a bodyguard follow me every, everywhere I went. Like, it was just like these awful conditions, thus the drinking. <laughs> I couldn't seem to figure out how to get out. You know, I couldn't, uh, he was a hell's angels, like enforcer dude. Like it was just, it was a really awful situation. And so I ended up sending my, my daughter to live with her dad in order for her safety, um, and trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of this. Well, uh, so I'm carrying all this around. Well, that's a wound in itself, right? And if, if you don't take care of that internal wound, well, it comes out in different ways. It comes out in low self-esteem. It comes out in addiction, obviously. It comes out in depression. It comes out, um, people that, uh, what I learned in anger management is that anger comes out, not necessarily in, in violence, but in different ways, right? There's all sorts of disorders associated to anger um, that I didn't know until I hit treatment. So here I am, I'm, I'm like a walking wound, not knowing it. And the day I lost my nursing career, I mean, I went, I, I showed up at work because you need a paycheck and I'm, I'm trying to put one foot in front of another, trying to survive and telling myself that I'm tough, you know, that, that I got this, get yourself, you know, get your butt back moving again. Your kid needs you and you need to, you need to be strong. Well, mentally, I was so exhausted that I, I couldn't seem to to even put one foot in front of the other. And the day I lost my nursing careers, I, I showed up to work and I'm on night shift and I'm looking at my patient list. I got 10 people to take care of and I could barely function. And when I look at my patient list, I knew that I was done because I, I couldn't see the words on the paper. <laughs> I, I couldn't read. I couldn't, it's like my mind just completely shut down. And that's when I knew uh, that something had to change, right? So I went from the medical unit down to the psychiatric unit at the same hospital in my nursing scrubs. And I'm I, in between the two units, I literally lost my mind. It's, it's like 40 years of, of repressed trauma. It just came shooting up like a geyser or a volcano. And by the time I hit the, the, the psych unit, I, I was gone, right? And I'm pounding on the door like, let me in, let me in, because it's a locked unit. And they actually called security, get her out, get her out. Oh, God. Oh my God, I was, I was such a mess. But you know what? That's what it took in order for me to recognize, like I said earlier, you have to acknowledge it as a problem. For me, that's what it took. And when that, and I, the, the security guards brought me down to emerge to the rubber room so I wouldn't hurt myself. And that was the first time that I spoke to a psychiatric doctor. And I'm telling him this. It's the first time I tell anybody at the age of 40 about everything getting it off my chest. And I really thought he was going to stab me in the forehead that I was either bipolar, schizophrenic, multiple personality, like something, you know, there, there's a problem here. 
give me some happy pills and send me off to the locked unit, right? And at, at, honestly, I was quite okay with that. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm ready for this, just whatever, right? But and so, I, so I asked him at the end of the two-hour interview, I said, so are we going to go? And he's like, go where? <laughs> I said, well, aren't you going to give me some happy pills and lock me up? And he, he puts his little glasses down at the tip of his nose and he says, oh dear, he says, my dear, he says, there's no amount of happy pills that's going to fix you. I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and he says, number one, you need to quit drinking. He says, that's only a depressant. You need to, it's not helping. And he says, you need to, he says, have you paid attention to what you're telling me? You need to address these issues. <laughs> he says, you can't pretend that they didn't happen. So that was the beginning. This is in 2008. And that was the beginning of a long journey for me to of self-discovery because like I said earlier there's a lot of layers I, I deal with one thing and think I'm fine and then all of a sudden poof there's something else like you know like there's a lot it change takes time and anybody struggling right now anybody going through whatever it is you're going whether it's health or finances or or relationship or just personal development or addiction whatever it is take one step at a time tackle one thing at a time because otherwise it's overwhelming there's change does not happen overnight as much as we would love to for everything to just go magically disappear it doesn't work like that and if you wait for someone else to design your life for you you know to say hey i can fix you um you're gonna fall into someone else's life plan and guess what they got going for you not much right you have to take control of your life wherever it is and start working towards getting better when you had the issues that you had as a teenager and as a little girl, and um, as you get older and you try and put those away, doesn't it affect all the life choices that you then make because you're either not good enough or it was your fault or there's a problem? So the choices that you make are not necessarily in your best interest. They're what you think might be at the time, but that's not really who you really are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I use that, uh, that exact thing in, in the presentations that I give. Um, because when I talk about, when I was talking earlier about the wound, the internal wound that you have, say I, I'm somebody who's never had anything and, you know, who's, who's had a good, good upbringing and good life and go to school and do what you got to do and you feel good. Well, your choices are going to be different than someone who's been molested and beaten and told you're stupid and ugly and you're never amount to nothing and you use a piece of crap. And, you know, I mean, I was told that I polluted the air, like, you know. Uh, that I was a waste of skin, that like, th like these things that are in the back of my mind constantly, well, that's going to affect, even though I'm a nurse, it, it was affecting the men, the, the, the decisions that I made. It affected the men that I chose, right? Because I didn't think that some surgeon would be, or some doctor would be interested in me because I didn't feel good enough. I felt un unworthy, right? Exactly. So you're right. So, but mind you, I was drinking quite quite a bit by then. And do you make good decisions when you're intoxicated? <laughs> oh, um, oh, no, oh, not not generally. No, yeah, no. you 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 really don't. But now, um, you are a. By the way, you are a, a very handsome woman. And, handsome woman. Ooh, I've never been told that. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> when, when you're on the radio, you you did. I, I had one. One, one That's the first. Yes. Yeah, all right. All right. You're really hot. Kathy. Where are you going with this, there, Kevin? <laughs> well, where I'm going with this was I wanted to because when you were 18 and uh, you were a model for a period of time, weren't you? Yes. Yes, I was. And uh, actually, just recently, I've gotten back into it. So, 
Good for um, you. Yeah, we'll Good see where you. that goes. <laughs> and, and and so you see, I, I and I say that by meaning this. I've got the perfect song. Too sexy for my love. Love's <laughs> going to leave. Too easy. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That's, that's, that's just. Thank you, Benny. Sorry, you, Kevin. You, go ahead. You earned your today. paper today, and now I've totally lost my train of thought. Sorry, I had a okay. question. My bad. <laughs> but my, my, my no, my my point was this: is that Kathy was uh, at one, at one point you had a lot of stuff going for you. You were a model. You were going to be. You became a nurse and all that. And it and it's still because of your. The trauma that you had experienced, it, you can't get away from it until you deal with it. And that's that's, that's what you learned. Yeah. And the thing is with now, you know what? I I, I really believe everything happens for a reason. Of and um, now that I've, uh, I've, I've, I did all the tr the therapy that I did, now I'm, I'm, I'm operating the largest equipment in the world. Um, I'm using my personal experience, like like I, you said, I, I wrote my book. It's in five languages now. I'm, I'm going to Caterpillar in India in November because they translated into Hindi. <laughs> so I'm going for a book launch over there in November. Um, they translated my children's book into Hindi as well. So that's really awesome. But um, yeah, so now what I do, because I work two weeks on, I get two weeks off. I have the time available to go to, to come to Seattle, to, 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 to go to California, like I've, I've recently moved there, um, to travel the world. And I, what I do on my spare time is that I, um, I visit the women's shelters, I visit the youth, I go, I speak at schools, I go to juvenile homes, I visit prisons. Um, I make sure that I'm in the community talking to the suffering because, I mean, sure, I talk to corporate offices and I talk to, you know, I do a lot of things for Caterpillar and um, companies, but it's not quite the same because it's just when you have someone that is so hurting that they can't even see further than their, than their immediate surroundings, that is when I think that I, what I do is most valuable. Sure. It helps anybody that's struggling, whether, you know, but that is what this, what means to me. And, and I do that for free. Right. I mean, I would every every country I go to, like I'll go to Barbados, the Caribbean islands. I don't stay in fancy posh hotels. I'm, I'm, I'm in an Airbnb and I would bring me to the hood, like bring me to where the people are hurt. Right? That's where I want to be. Uh, so, yeah. And that's why I have my wall of love, because all these people that I've, I've reached out to in the hood are so appreciative of, of the little things. Right. And of course, I bring all I bring tons of school supplies and toiletries and I, my children's book. I refuse to take money for that. I give it away for free um, to the kids, because even though you can't change the social structure of, of what's going on in other countries, at least you can give them hope. And my children's book is just that it's hope. Well, you know, and somebody would like somebody might out there be might might be saying right now, well, look at that. I know she had a bad time, but now she's her life is easy and she can do what she wants. I'm here to tell you, and we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about the how hard you work when you are working and all the all the steps that you have to go through to get that done. And and uh, so we're going to return right after these messages. So please, by the way, these are this is new for us. We've got sponsors that we are um, working with, and I hope that you'll pay attention to what they have to say. So this, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW, 1150 AM. 
Alison Roberts, highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Alison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S dot com for your free guided meditation today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW. If you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 130 shows and growing. Great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. Hey, you can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. You should check it out. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I created PTR because now's the time for positive change, and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net, and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. And welcome, everybody, back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I have got a rare opportunity to talk to a, a wonderful gal. Her name is uh, Kathy Takaro, and she is an author. She's a heavy equipment operator. She's a former nurse. She's a former addict. She's a former drunkard. She knows Toothless Joe, who is an amazing man in his own right. And she's she is, she's got an incredible life story, uh, but I wanted to to touch on this because I think it's important. Is that is nothing was handed to you. You have earned everything that you've gotten, including being a heavy equipment operator on the North Slope, or it's close to the North Slope, I think. And so you fly around, and you have to go up there, and you work 12-hour days, and you work all really hard, and you're, you're driving this mammoth thing that probably gets half a mile to the gallon or some silly thing, but... But it, it's, it's amazing. So you, it's not, nobody's handed you anything in your life, and you should be very, very proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I worked very, very hard to get where I'm at. And let me just emphasize a little bit for the listeners the size of the truck, because <laughs> people think it's a, it's a, a tractor trailer that they see on, on, on the highways everywhere. It's not that. <laughs> it's so no. not that. It takes six 18-wheelers to make one of my trucks. It's, um, I, I, I operate the largest mining truck in the world. It's a 797. It's 400 tons. It's two and a half stories high. It carries 400 tons of dirt, like I, I just said. It's 3,800 square feet. The tires are 14 feet high. It's, uh, when the box is up, when I, dump, when I dump a load, it is five stories high. 
it is a it's a monster of a truck but when it's fully loaded it actually goes 50 uh, 50 miles an hour it's when when you're going it's i operate the largest water truck in the world which carries uh 52 000 gallons of water i also operate the largest uh grader in the world which the grader is bigger than a highway tractor trailer so when a flat deck comes into the mine and to, to, to deliver pipe i'm actually looking down at the driver <laughs> <laughs> and now I'll be training in the next few months here. My, I'm next for uh, the biggest dozer in the world. And the dozer uh, is bigger than my double car garage. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. You know, yeah. I've, I've heard the term dump a load before, but it was in a completely different context. Oh, you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, 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 but, but it, it is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Benny's not even laughing. Uh, but Oh, I am, but I'm busy looking for your stiletto still, so <laughs> a little busy, preoccupied. But you got till yeah. Saturday night. You got till Saturday. Great. So. Oh, man. So your life now with your daughter and with your podcast, and tell us a little bit about the podcast. Um, okay, sure. I uh, Actually, I do, since I wrote the book, um, I mean, I've done a lot of uh, speaking engagements, conference-wise, workshops. And recently I've been like doing a lot of radio interviews and um, I did one last January for a, comp uh, for a trucking company uh, based out of, it's called TNC Live Radio out of Houston, Texas, where it's geared specifically for commercial truck drivers across the U.S. And it went so well <laughs> that the host, Shelly Johnson, said, you know, she said, my God, Kathy, she says, you're such a, a, an inspiration and a, you know I got a bubbly personality and what do you think about creating a, a show just for women uh for like you'll be my co-host and I'm like what <laughs> I I've never I, I've never interviewed anybody but when opportunity knocks comes my way I never say no so I said sure I'll give it a shot <laughs> so now our show is called women road warriors and we interview all sorts of guests like uh, we just interviewed uh Two days ago, the sleep doctor, he's been on Oprah, on Dr. Phil, on Dr. Oz, on all these shows. And now he came on our show. On uh, In February, I interviewed Valerie Bertinelli. And, uh, for oh, that must have know, been fun. I know, right? Uh, Van Halen's ex-wife. And she sent me, it, it went so well. She sent me a case of her books, enough already, to so that I can give to women uh, that I, I come across that are really needing it. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's done. We're numbered. We're the top 40 podcast women podcast in all the U S and we only started it in, in October, which is fabulous. Um, right. I moved to LA specifically so I can get closer because I'm, I started, I've been on a couple shows. I've, uh, want to be on some commercials. So, and I also, my book, I, my whole goal in life is to get it turned into a movie. So I, I, I put it into a screenplay already. It's in the third draft. And now I'm I'm working really hard to get it turned into a feature film. You <laughs> so go, girl. That that is what drives yeah. you. What what what? What <laughs> what what, dri what drives you? You have a you have a passion for this and a passion for life. But um, um, what 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 is it that drives you to do all this stuff? My suffering. I I suffered so much. I have been, lived so many years in darkness and. You know, yes, I have a bubbly personality now, but it wasn't always that way. As you could see from my homeless picture, um, it, I really hurt and I really had to fight. And my drive, my internal fire is seeing other people's pain and knowing I can help them, knowing I have a key, <laughs> the golden key. And all it takes is for them to take that key and help themselves. 
you know, because when I was hurting, I didn't have access to resources. I didn't know where to go. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know how to help myself. So I'm kind of the, the bridge. That's how I view myself, the bridge. Like I am not the help itself, but I can connect you. I can get you started. And so I really believe that my movie, the movie, once it gets made, um, is going to be a massive, massive uh, uh, gift of hope to the world. Who do you want to play you? Oh, gosh, I didn't even think that far. I, it, I wouldn't even imagine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I, how do you choose that? <laughs> All I know is that I want to play the counselor in the movie. <laughs> oh, cool. So you're going to act as well. That's, that's well, I would cool. like to. Well, you know, there's a guy you may have heard of. His name is Sylvester Stallone. And when he wrote the screenplay, Rocky, and they said, we want to buy your screenplay, but we don't want you to act because you have a lisp. And he said, no, sorry, though, that's gone. I come with the package. And so he uh, he uh, uh, would not do it. And so he ended up starring in Rocky and the rest is history. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I moved to L.A. because I couldn't do it at my little hometown, Cochrane, Alberta. Right. You got to be there. You got to meet the people. You got to. Yep. Yep. But now I will tell you that uh, one of the things that you that was lucky for you was that you lived in Canada. And there are services in Canada that yes, you can there are. access. There are. There and are. Um, this is just an aside, but but we've got a, uh, in my opinion, we've got a, a mental health crisis in the United States, and we need more places where people can go to get the help that they need. I, go ahead. On my website, I insist I have a whole. Um, if people want to go to, it's my name www. Kathy Tucaro, T U C C A R O. Um, there's a whole list of resources a lot of them are in the states um and it's you know where to get food and 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 uh just the mental health need addiction uh, recovery homes there's a lot of resources on there so people can always go check that out i think it's going to be, have to be a priority for us because of the number of of shootings and the number of 18 year old kids with with uh, assault weapons and and stuff like that we're, we're, we we really need to make some changes and and i'm glad that you and because and I wanted to touch on this with you too. Because of your life, you've been through a lot of pain and a lot of trauma and a lot of crap, but you came out the other side. And I'm a firm believer that we are the sum total of all of our experiences, that we have a choice, that we can use them for good or we can wallow in the pain. And you have decided to get through the pain and use them for good because you have got, you are very, very, it's very clear that you know what you're talking about because you've been there. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's really is a, a testament to you, but it's also part of, part of, I think the, the universe, God, whoever you want to call it part, part of his plan that you ended up being where you are right here because of the number of people that you can help on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. And it's, um, an another thing that I do want to talk about real quickly is that I did not do this alone. Um, if I did not have my faith in God, uh, the creator, wh whoever you believe in, I would not be alive. Honestly, I have had many, many um, spiritual experiences that have helped me along the way. And I could not have done it if I did not understand that there was a greater purpose for my life. I, um, I knew back in uh, 2006, I started having really powerful spiritual dreams showing me like the one was a book of light, like it was the light of God coming out and my name was in it. And every time I'd approach the book, the book would shut. 
And the, the third time, finally, it, my name, it, it came out, it said, Kathy, as long as you drink alcohol, you will not have access to this book. And it slammed in my face. And I was like, oh, my God, I was devastated. And but that was in 2006. And it took me till 2012 to quit drinking. I now have, oh, May 1st, I have officially 10 years sober. Woo-hoo! Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That was a big thing. That was a huge thing. I couldn't spend 10 minutes without drinking, never mind 10 years. <laughs> How long did it take you when you when you decided to get sober? Did you have to go through uh, detox and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, yeah. here, if I got a few minutes, I'll, I'll tell you this. You the, last day I, I, uh, the last day I took a drink, um, I was about to go into that women's program and uh, for a year where you live that I was telling you about. And I had a dream that night where these women, these women, they were like from Atlantis era, like thousands of years ago, and they were welcoming me and they were telling me, I I couldn't understand what they were saying because they were talking to me in biblical hymns and I couldn't understand. So this giant scroll pops up and like a biblical scroll and my name is on the scroll and it says, Kathy, you cannot drink alcohol. God needs you in one year's time and you must not drink alcohol. For every ounce of alcohol that touches your lips affects 1,000 people negatively around you. So I'm pulled above and I, and I could look at myself below like I was in two places at once. And I'm looking at myself drink and I see this ripple effect of blackness just like tar coming out of me. And I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. And so then I get pulled back to the scroll and it says, but for every ounce of love that you sow, you uplift 100,000 people around you. So then I see myself again. And now I'm looking at a, a, a rainbow of because I have love coming out of my heart and the rainbow extends worldwide. And it was in that minute, that second that I understood that love is stronger than any negative, uh, any negative things that's going on in your life. So I've never had a dream since that dream. And it's been 10 years. And now everything I do is based out of love. And um, I will not, you know, when they say, uh, if there's negativity around you, I've learned to vibrate higher. So I pull myself out of that. And I look at life below, look at your life like a chessboard and kind of see how you want to move your pieces. And I will not allow myself to be um, drained by toxic people around me. And, and that includes my family. That includes anybody that I feel is, is going to, you know, gossip and say bad things and talk evil. Um, everything that I, I try and take in, like what I listen to, what I speak, what I see, has to be of an uplifting nature and um, that that it, it also ties into everything that I do right with the people I, I aim to inspire you can't you can't inspire people in one way and talk negatively in an, in, in the next right the two don't work nope. <laughs> and I, I mean to, to be a great leader you got to do the right thing when no one's looking and and I that's I live by that <laughs> So that that is that is absolutely so true. Well, you know, we've been given free will. And so we can do anything that we choose to do. But if you choose to live your life in love, mm-hmm. you got a choice. You can live your life in love or you can live it in fear. If you decide, yep. decide to live your life in fear, I I highly suggest that you're wasting your time. Um and that if you would talk to, Kathy, a call, write her an email. She'll, she'll, she'll she'll email you back and she'll make you, she'll make you feel like, like living in love is like a much better and a much lighter place to be because fear and hate and division can be so heavy. I want to say something. If someone's really struggling right now today, I want you to find the courage to get online, 
go onto my webpage, Kathy Tucaro, T-U-C-C-A-R-O.com, contact me, and I will mail you a book for free as a gift, and I will sign it, and I will write you a little note of inspiration to help you through the day. So anybody that's struggling, please contact me, and I will reach out to you, I promise. She did for me, and it's a beautiful. <laughs> she, she wrote a beautiful inscription on the book, which I'm going to save forever because if this book is going to be dang valuable one day when you're moving things out and you're a national TV host and all that kind of good stuff. So, and by the way, you have to have me on a guest when you're a national TV host if you want. Okay, okay I will. <laughs> Dream big, right? Go big or go home. Dream big or go home. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, it 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 is all part of the plan for you. And, That's right. And That's you right. are so, um, because you've had these dreams and stuff. Where do you think you're going to be in ten years? Because the last ten have been pretty special. What's the ten next ten going to look? Like? <laughs> well, I'm hoping to be able to walk away from my career uh, as a heavy equipment operator. I've been there for nine years and now I'm, I'm finding it, uh, it's taking me away from what I really want to do. So, um, I'm hoping that, uh, come on, Hollywood. <laughs> well, can, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, about 13 years ago, 14 years ago, well, I started positive talk radio 18 years ago and yeah. then I had to, I had to give it up for financial reasons. And then my life went into what I like to call a bad country music song. And so when I came out of it, um, I went to work for King County Metro and drove a bus for tw 12 years, mm -hmm. which is my son so so eloquently states that it's literally saved our family's life. And uh, so I did that for a period of time. Now I don't have to do that so I can do this full time. Ah, and, uh, and so that's where you're headed is you're going to be <laughs> able to retire from that. You're going to be able to have enough sources of income to do what exactly what you were put on this planet to do. And I really believe that you were put on this planet to do exactly what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I, well, I hope so. Anyway, all I know from my wall of love that I am making a difference somewhere, right? You know, and if any of us, any of us who's listening today, if we can all just make a commitment to ourselves that we are going to be kind, be helpful to one person today, you can change a life a day. And if we all did that, if thousands of people change one life a day, the, the, we would we could quite literally change the world, and that's what you're working to do. And I thank you for it. I am. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll see where this goes. I know. I, I all I know is that every ounce of my body is telling me I need to be in LA. That's it. So I, I follow my my intuition's really strong. And so that's why I moved there in December. And now I'm working really hard at you know trying to get out there. So we'll see. <laughs> I have quite a few. I have quite a few very interesting interviews. I have one right after you, and then another one tomorrow, and one on Wednesday with some really big things. So I don't want to divulge it, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Well, I think and you're just on the brink. You're just. A, you're just think, on the right. Cost. The cost. Of, of and you know what's interesting about that is that because of you're using your intuition but but everybody has that everybody has yeah. the ability to say this is what we think that you should do and then you have the opportunity to say no i can't do that i live in canada i don't want to move to la my daughter did that, did that and all this other stuff rather than okay well all right yeah you betcha 
I'll follow and do what you're told. Do what I'm told. People have to, if you want change, you have to be willing to take risks. You have to be willing to change everything. I mean, I own a house here. I have beautiful things here in Alberta, Canada. I mean, I have my job. I have my daughter. I have my family. But I moved to LA in December with three suitcases. I'm living in a garage that's turned into a basic studio with really, it's not about that. It's about taking wherever I am and making that the best possible situation and making that making my dreams come true no matter where I am but most people don't want to let go of what they have they're they're they're, it's their comfort zone you got to be willing to step out of that comfort zone and take a risk and try and and even if you're scared feel the fear and do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) and in your boots just do it (laughs) and even if at that particular moment, it doesn't succeed like you had hoped. Don't give up your dream. Keep That's right. That's keep working right. at it, and it will refine itself. Um, if you're honest about it, it will happen for you. Uh, yeah. It may not happen in exactly the way. As as an example, twelve years ago, you did not think you'd be a heavy equipment operator. You'd be an author. You'd be a speaker. You'd be oh you'd be doing <laughs> all of this, and and, and going to be an actor. And by the way, when you're on the red carpet. <laughs> in Hollywood, you're, you're going to, you're going to have to say hi to us. So, because (laughs) you you know, don't, don't laugh. I had a director on the program and, and he was, uh, he was, he had a couple of shorts out and, uh, short movies. And uh, I said, uh, when you're on the red carpet, you're going to have to come back and talk to me. And he got onto the red carpet and he came he back and talked to me. Ooh. Oh, yes. He won several awards for that particular piece. And so, so don't poo poo what I'm saying because you don't know what you don't That's know right. until, it, until it happens. But I, I think that you're going to, you're going to do really well. And it's, and it's because you can, you, if you can't, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this, you can't see or, so I would highly, uh, <laughs> like you to go to positivetalkradio.net. She's on a podcast there and a video cast. And so you can see her lovely smile, her the energy that radiates throughout her and and the 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 person that she is, which is why I really really wanted to have you back for Aww, this particular audience you. because you're really cool. Oh, thank you so much. You just made my day. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I would like to and I would like to ask you if 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 I can invite you back on either one of the programs on either of course, one of the programs. anytime. Yeah. I work well, a lot. I've been working a lot of overtime, so I'm working these crazy 20 20 days in a row um, of 13-hour days and I don't have access to my to my phone during when I'm at work, so it's it's very intense and my days off are very short. I'm doing this all summer, so but we will arrange something for sure. Doing something, doing that all summer. Well, you're gonna, well, you're <laughs> stockpiling money a little bit because you know it's, it's it's really cool. The last time we were talking, it was like I'm gonna work some overtime so I can buy yeah. my daughter a car. Yeah, and, that's that's the reason I gotta buy her a car. I'm taking my Lexus away. So. <laughs> 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 she doesn't have a vehicle so uh, she's the only daughter i have i gotta i gotta teach buy or something for, you know help her out nobody she, helped me out so i'm gonna help her out <laughs> that's that's her. what do you what does she think of her mom oh my god you know what she really struggles in life and she she says i'm her biggest source of inspiration and so last night i spent the i i missed my flight to cat to um to la that's why i'm here in canada 
they would anyway it's a long story but i so i just i've decided to spend a couple days here and i I spent it with her and last night we had such a good mama daughter time eating chips and drinking pop and i made homemade spaghetti with eggplant meatballs and yeah i went to visit her and i ended up falling asleep on her couch she says what you come to see me and you don't even (laughs) i was snoring (laughs) i'm like i'm so sorry Well, when you work those type of hours yeah. and, and you're working 13-hour days, which means, by the way, if you do the math, that means you're working 13 off 11. But it, you can't go to right to sleep, and it takes you a while to get home. And oh, no, 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 no. I, I, ha- I, I am out like a light. you got to imagine, our job is not sedentary. Um, I'm, I'm in the grader. All I see all day is giant tires going right by me, and people are flying by at 50 miles an hour. And I'm like, please don't squish me. Please <laughs> like the stress is really high and now um we have 49 we've fully integrated with autonomous trucks so we have these robots these the biggest truck in the world is a robot it's it's a computer right and i'm thinking one computer glitch away from being run over so <laughs> you know it's very stressful <laughs> and and you have to be very very careful because that an accident on one of those things could be really bad oh yeah yeah it's yeah right so no so I, I my head is on a swivel 12 hours a day it's non-stop and and not to mention weather events and so that yeah no when i when i get back to my room at night i'm out <laughs> <laughs> well by the way we've been talking with kathy takaro she okay. has the book dream big she's also got the podcast uh which is called again women road warriors the women road warriors <laughs> Women Road Warriors on TNC Live Radio, and you can get it on Spotify and every place that has a podcast. <laughs> that's that's right. She's going to be. She's uh, got a screenplay in work. She's going to be an actor. She's uh, a speaker. She she gives out water to the homeless. Uh, she does uh, a whole bunch of things. And I'm I for one, I don't think that you're ever gonna um, see Toothless Joe again. No, I think he was an angel put on my path. I agree just with to you. snap me out of my my depression, you know. I agree with you, and uh, that that by the way will be part of the movie. And, it is. He's the star of the show. <laughs> oh, that that is so that is so cool, Kathy. We've just got a couple of moments left. Yeah, is there yeah. anything that you would like to tell our audience directly? You know, I I want you to believe in yourself and believe in the person that you want to be. Things can be dark. Things can be heavy. You might think you're buried, but you've actually been planted. I know that sounds cliche, but it really is. If you're able to make that phone call, reach out, reach out to me. I will respond. I promise. I have four days off. I'm available right now. Now is the best time possible to reach out to me. Um, You are stronger than you think. You really are. And um, God gives you something and you can fight for yourself. You really can. You just got to find that. You got to believe in yourself. That's the key, really. And we all have the ability to believe in ourselves. Sometimes we just don't have the the desire or or I don't know what it is. But but everyone has a role to play in the world. And if you're not living your life to your best, you're not fulfilling the role that you were designed to play. Does that make sense? It totally does. Yes, it does. And so I encourage everyone to live your life, best life, go drive a heavy equipment or, or be a, a, or be a waitress or be a, but whatever you're doing, do it with passion. If you like it, if you love it, do it the best you can and great things will happen. I promise. Yes. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Keep fighting. 
Kathy, your website again is? Kathy Takaro is my name, T-U-C-C-A-R-O, and Kathy with a K because it's got more power to it. <laughs> exactly. And so we will be back on Wednesday, and I've got an announcement I want to make at that time, but I want to thank you so much for being here. You have uplifted our Monday and made it a great day going into the week, and I want to thank you so much for being here. Okay, thank you all. Bye-bye. Have a great day, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald. Go to PositiveTalk.net, PositiveTalkRadio.net to learn more. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you next time.